Hi guys, welcome to Midnight Movie Night, where we discuss some of the most enjoyably bad movies of all time. I'm your host, Kevin Heisinger. Join with me all the way from Los Angeles. Got a couple comedians today. We got Dan Green and CTA Comedy. Good to see you guys. Good day, Mike. How's it going? Hello. Dan, thanks for recommending this. I have the Blu-ray. Got it for five whole dollars. <laughs> I haven't watched it just yet, and I finally sat down. And really, because I only watched it on a VHS that I bought for about 25 cents, which I, and I did, I really enjoyed, but I really got to really experience just those Patrick Swayze abs in high def. There's that body. And I really, (laughs) we're talking about the masterpiece that is Roadhouse because, ah, damn, this is, and by the way, I wanted to say, I don't know if you guys have been to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, (laughs) but I did go to Patrick Swayze's grave and (laughs) uh, I I paid respects. I did did some karate movie. He has a whole, I, I don't know if you guys have been there. It's like almost a little house. Like his whole grave, there's a whole door that goes up to and everything. It's fucking crazy. Like a mausoleum? Yeah, it's something. It wasn't the whole, like Judy Garland has a whole pavilion. It wasn't <laughs> as extensive, but I still, I paid my respects. You know, it was, it was a moment. And I also, another tangent is I went to this museum in Vegas and they talked about apparently Patrick Swayze didn't even know he had cancer and he just fucking died. And I saw his passport and like the last outfit that he ever wore. For some reason, they had that shit, but it was interesting. And he, it's ha- he had to. He had to have known that can't be right. I don't know because City of God. He had to have known a little bit about medicine. I guess. Yeah, he was traveling across country and then he just died. And I miss him. I really enjoyed his movies, especially this one. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Let's let's dive in. I mean, so right after the bat. I got, so like we got this guy was named Tillman and I even wrote down so many times like this guy's the Grim Reaper I really was really intimidated by him he's like walking through this bar and I will say for the solid 20-30 minutes of this movie I kept thinking he was the bad guy but he's not like he's you just mean Dalton you mean Dalton no because I was talking about yeah, the Kevin creepy Todd, dude the boss the guy that hires Dalton that walks. Oh no no yeah 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 that guy Ty he's that guy's that guy's the bad guy in every fucking movie and finally yeah. he's in a good he's a good guy in the movie. But he didn't play like he didn't act like he was though. He kept creeping through and the way <laughs> that was that was that was him that was him trying to be a good guy. He's played <laughs> a bad guy in so many fucking movies. He can't even do the good guy right. I mean, even when they give him the right material, he looks creepy. Exactly. And I, I, that's why I was so confused because, yeah, I was, I've seen him in so many other films. And so he sees Patrick Swayze and we get into our first of many bar fights, which I kind of, <laughs> okay, forgive me. I missed what the lead up was. I saw a dollar bill slammed on a table and then he slams a knife into the dollar bill and there was a girl and he that's all you her. need. It's the 80s. I don't it's... want to break it down that simple. <laughs> but we're talking about 1989. And you know what just, I mean? Like it... they weren't heavy, heavy on plot. Their whole thing was how could we get to the point where Swayze kicks some ass? And that's all we and need. Got, like every one of them is written like that. Every scene is written like that. Blah, blah, blah. Then you punch the guy in the face. That's how they, they must have been writing it like at at the side of the set, you know what I mean? <laughs> blah, blah, no, blah, man, just, he kicks you in the dick. 
Yeah. And action. <laughs> do it all on and then watch some more shit. Do the line up well. Do a line and then you're lying. But uh, it's, so that's so, the gist of this movie is that Dalton is the baddest dude on the planet as far as bouncers of a certain age. I don't know. But, but I mean, even then, he's supposed to be a cooler, right? He's not even a bouncer. He's the cooler. Well, which is let me help you out here. I, I, I worked as a I worked as a bouncer slash fixer slash cooler for fifteen years. Yeah, and there is there is a hierarchy. There is a guy. Oh, yeah. There's always there is always one chief, and yeah, you roll like that. It's generally not the smallest guy. Thought <laughs> you'd be bigger. I thought it'd be bigger is bullshit because there's nothing more useless than a fucking small bouncer. Yeah. I'll tell you that after working, yeah, it, <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, the smallest bouncer. Yeah, you can. I can. You can fight. That's fantastic. But everybody who's taller than you will try and knock your fucking head off, and then that means I got to jump in there and help. Yeah. But I mean, I just think it's funny. Like we get this whole first fight scene. This guy kicks this girl right in the pussy, which I was rude. <laughs> but then the bouncers jump on him. Like, okay, let's throw this guy out. And so I'm pretty sure they had the right idea. But for some fucking reason, Patrick Swayze comes up and goes, "No, no, no, it's okay." He tries to divert it. Like, no, he's fine. And the guy goes, "Yeah, okay." And they let him out of a headlock. And this guy goes, "Fuck you for trying to save me!" Stabs him in the arm. To which Patrick Swayze doesn't even flinch or do anything. Goes, okay, like I guess I was wrong. And so they throw him out, and they go like, well, now they go back and forth. Like, let's, you want to take this outside? Sure. And then they throw him out, and all the bouncers stand in front of Patrick Swayze, and he goes, oh, damn it. But you're yeah, <laughs> already outside. The old, you're already outside trip. Yeah, got him. But I mean, Tillman sees this and is just so impressed by the fact that Patrick Swayze. But this is the final. He's already heard. We know. We know by the dialogue. He's already heard the legend. Yeah. He even leads with, "I thought you'd be bigger." He does. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But of course, that whole thing is exposition. I swear to God, there's nobody that's ever really in the fight game had anything to do with this movie at all. I mean, Dan will tell you any. There's there's no real bouncer moves in this movie except for the uh, free drinks at the end of the night. Like that's except, for the, the, except for the free drinks, yes. Yeah, except I was for the shagging. For shag- many years. That's about the only shagging, thing real in this movie. <laughs> and shagging in the and shagging in the ice room or the cooler, yeah, for damn sure. That's that's authentic. That's all. Hey, right. he was on his break. Doesn't count. Oh, that dialogue, baby. That dialogue is a hitter. But I mean, Tillman decides to just hire this guy based on the fact that he's tried to stop the bouncers from doing the right thing. And he was really impressed by getting stabbed and not even caring. He just but it was so creepy again at first, just being like, "Oh, I, I want you," like as my as to work for my bar. Not like, "Oh, you sexually," but he brings it him in to probably the worst bar in the world. I would say. <laughs> I mean, the was it the Double Deuce? The uh, Double Deuce was... in Jasper, Missouri. So it's uh, yeah. be a suburb of St. Louis. That but then that begs it. the question: oh, oh. Where are all the what? guns? It was. Wind back a little bit to where he gave his car away to a homeless bloke. Yeah, what is up with fucking left town? I mean, car. now this guy has yeah, piece of shit car. So yeah, okay, I can I can equate to this a bit. I was a total prick when I was a door guy and bouncer back in Houston. I was I kind of pride myself on that. And you do have to make sure that you drive a fucking average car because people yeah. will fuck your ride up. And I used to drive a car that didn't lock. <laughs> uh, 
and I used to just leave the windows down. It would make it a lot easier that way now to break into your car. But actually, I would leave a pile of trash on the floor on the <laughs> inside passenger side, and that's where I would hide all my valuables. I actually had a gun underneath the trash, but no one's ever going to break into your car and go through the pile of trash. Yeah. And that's where my handgun used to hide, was underneath the fucking trash pile. <laughs> you got to make it look crappier. That way they don't break in. What chance? That's a good idea. And I don't know what is up with Patrick Swayze and cars in this movie because he just gets rid of them, gets new ones, crashes them, blows them up, gets a new one. I really, and he obviously makes so much for being just so great at his job, but he just, he goes through them like they're nothing. And he just, that's the it. other, that's the other thing. Yeah. Where, how much is he actually getting paid in these fucking jobs? Cause He's getting paid 5K, 500 a day, full benefits, day plus expenses. Full medical benefits. Full medical benefits. And Dude, you get to I'm, fuck your wife. And Tillman's just like, you know what? Okay. Like, he's that good at not really just standing there with his arms crossed. If you offer me 500 a day, I'd be a bouncer. I'd have gone fucking rank, man. I know. Especially <laughs> this is. can afford all of this stuff. Why doesn't he just leave town and open a much more lucrative <laughs> bar in another area? It's too That's easy. the question I always had on my mind. He goes through the motions. <laughs> I'm going to hunt this guy down. I'm going to hire this guy. I'm going to pay an exorbitant amount. I'm going to have to refix my bar every night because of the pressure from the local businessmen. Why not yeah. just leave to a new district? You know what I mean? He and never I mean, why he a, a nicer part of Missouri? Come on. <laughs> That's not, yeah, it's not really. It's <laughs> kind of an oxymoron. Awesome. It's not really so. You leave Nelly too. out of this, Dan. Well, I think to answer your question, because he fucking killed the guy. He can't do that stuff. He's got a criminal record, so we can only work at these shitty places. So I think that's why, but I don't... No, no, I mean Tillman. The guy Tillman. Why doesn't he just move on, right? He never establishes why he loves the town so much or anything like that. It's just like... God, you know, because that's like 80s movies. We need a bad guy. We need a good guy. Here's the reason this guy's here. And Swayze, you kick a lot of ass. Action. Yeah, it does not That's really That's how they made up. movies. I mean, do you remember a lot of the movies in the 80s were not as good as Roadhouse? When it came out, the expectations were very low. It was panned as an enjoyably bad movie. Uh, but in time, people have loved it because it fits on so many levels. I hear people doing seminars about this, you know. Well, this was, this was, this was post-Karate Kid, though. So this yeah. was really the first time you could really go karate in a movie and make it badass as opposed to just a crane and someone get kicked in the, kicked in the jaw. Now we can yeah. fuck people up with karate and bugger all this wax on, wax off shit. Let's just go at it. The kids are doing it in high school. It's terrible. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this Cobra guy, but oh, <laughs> uh, But I mean, so he goes to this bar and everyone's stealing, everyone's fucking, everyone's fighting. And we meet his buddy who's blind, who was actually the actor was blind. I didn't oh, know that. Jeff it, Healy was, was not even an actor. He was the rock and roll star you know oh, yeah. blues player and that's one of his only movies oh, yeah. the irony the irony being he's the best actor in this movie yeah because <laughs> you couldn't see the script no <laughs> he could not you even said like oh there's blood on the floor every night i'm like bro you can't you can't see How do you, it. is your sense of smell that good what are you a wolf <laughs> jeff healy really is one of the best guitar players in history i mean he is up there with yeah. some of the best uh, it sounds music. familiar i'm sure if i heard his song but I mean, <laughs> when we know. get to our, our whole second bar fight, when that dude is like, squeeze my girlfriend's tits or something. No, oh, he says 20 bucks for 20 bucks. Funny. I don't and, think we have to, I don't, I think we need to explain to the viewers 
how much 20 bucks was in 1989. Yeah, this like is, if you made 80s 20 bucks a night, you might be able to pay your rent off of that. Your <clears> rent might be 250 bucks, 300 bucks, you know. So 20 bucks was like, you know, that's like a hundred bucks. So yeah. the, which Mate, is, in nineteen in nineteen eighty nine, twenty bucks to me was was four days of chopping wood. Yeah, for this old lady. That's the way to do. Hey, you ninety eight cents a gallon for God's sake. Yeah, so it was some bucks. So this dude's feeling up his girlfriend or this guy's girlfriend's tits, and even tells her like kiss him. He's like, dude, I don't even have twenty bucks. And then the whole bar just all yeah. hell breaks loose. Which, you know what though? That's I'm not gonna lie, Kevin. That's you're kind of selling the scene short. You know, they really, those, that was those guys shining moments as actors. I just want you to, if you watch that scene again, like they were really, I could tell the actor was, the, the director was like, can you guys really get into it this time? I want you to really look like you don't have the 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was giggling, he was into it and he was genuinely, and the fact that, I mean, you think how many takes they did and he was feeling her tits and he was actually doing it. So he was probably there for a while. I mean, maybe even a couple oh, hours, but yeah. so got to think about her in this situation. I mean, this is her breakout role and there's, <laughs> and this is, but they get into this and the bar fights though. I mean, I, it's very, it, it's very early Batman, like, like Adam West Batman fights. Like, it, it, <laughs> it was so yeah, like you throw a punch and then wait, and then I'll throw a punch and wait, and then you throw a punch <laughs> again and wait, and then I'll go flying. And let's just throw everything. Let's throw the chair. Oh, no, no, so I've, I've, I've been in those everything fights back in Australia before, back in the back in the nineties. Trust me, right. that, those things exist. Yeah, but right. I'll tell you one thing: what happens right now when you get hit in the barstool, hit the face with the barstool, you take a nap. You don't just get up and it, then grab a glass. Yeah, no, it's not really break a chair over someone. They get oh, right well, back up. Hollywood glitter they got to put on the bar fights. You know what I mean? I like how nobody's got any teeth missing. Nobody's there's no stitches. Yeah. They were just fighting. Oh, I, got thrown, I, got, I got thrown through a plate glass window, man, okay. back in 90, okay. 97, and it felt like I got hit with a baseball bat. Oh, Lord. And that was just a window. I mean, that was going through it. Been there, man. I stubbed my toe once. Like, mm. So I, I feel the pain. Like, I've never yeah. been in a bar fight, but <laughs> just located Pinky right here. <laughs> but I mean, all right. So here's where we're at in the movie. This guy has hired Dalton. Dalton shows up at the bar. There is an extravagant, extended scene of a bar fight. All the while, Dalton is like the uh, zen-like hurricane in the middle of the storm, sipping his decaf coffee. Not and, even flinching. Uh, uh, not even flinching when, when bar stools, glasses, bodies are flying out. And he just does his thing. I mean, this is his first day of just being an observer. <laughs> Not even on the job, just seeing like, what's this place like? And it is a shit show. People are stealing, people are fighting, throwing stuff at the band, the poor blind guy, but he finally comes on. It's really like Bar Rescue, but a much more violent version, honestly. Is, right? I, I actually in. had written that down that Patrick Swayze is John Tafter in this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, and I, I cannot stand John Tafter, which makes me... Which, which puts me in a, a weird position because I like this movie and now I'm <laughs> hating it because I fucking hate John Tafter and his bullshit show. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be cool if wouldn't it be cool if he just walked in and just did a full Tafter and just went, you know what? We just need some chicken wings and some burgers in this bitch and we can turn this bar around. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the kind of way of fixing things. 
that's all they really they're just really hungry and that's why they're hangry and they were all fighting <laughs> that's what it other. is i need you to get to the table with those wings and be perky yeah on a restaurant <laughs> when he but, grabs your tits you need to smile okay <laughs> i don't even have the 20 bucks for the wings ah! <laughs> <laughs> And then hilarity. It's, I'm sorry, violence ensues. It's that kind of movie. If this was the same movie but a comedy, every time the fight was going on, it'd be like a like a like a joke scene. You know what I mean? Because you could make the same movie, but it's a comedy. It was, yeah, and that's why it's so funny. It's just such an unintentional comedy. It's just how over the top it is and how ridiculous it is. And I, I tell you why. I think every scene, this guy's really going for the gusto. Like he wants the roller coaster to be like you are emotionally feeling this. Now you're feeling this. Now you're feeling this. But it's so blocky that you can't even focus on one before you're at the, the next <laughs> one. You know, he just meets this girl at the bar and she just leans over and gives all the secrets up. And I'm like, that's, that's such a <laughs> move to have like the secrets, you know, the, the, the cool girl at the bar, the yeah. fun one, the one that laughs while she smashes the dude's head with the glass. Remember her? <laughs> yeah. And I thought like, she was like a battery with a smile. I thought she was a bar fly, but she actually works there, which she makes even there. more sense. Yeah. But she's drunk every time, right? You know what, Dalton? And she shows up and starts. All right, we'll get to the stalking later. So, <laughs> Dalton's but, first night, the yeah, big that, fight has happened. It has happened. but And then there's an employee safety meeting after <laughs> the fight at the end of the night where they introduce the wait staff who we just saw got their ass kicked. And obviously overpowered. Right. And then they introduce Dalton. Now, is this the same meeting where he fires everybody? Or is that the yeah, yes. end? Uh, yeah. That was after, right? Yeah, so he basically comes in, just basically says, okay, like, you're stealing, you're gone. You're stealing, you're gone. Like, you're selling drugs, you can stay. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> you're hanging out blowjobs, you still owe a few before you leave. Yeah, it is the thing. And that guy, I love that one dude who has this whole thing where he he's like, you stealing from this place? Like, yeah. So? Like, well, okay, you just admit me you're fired, dude. Like, you don't understand. Like, what the fuck? I didn't do anything. Gives his whole back and forth. And that whole scene where he tries to get his job back. And um, he brings in, you know, Well, the, the actor, first off, you got to talk about the actors, okay? Yeah. One of the bad guys is Terry Funk, professional wrestler. Oh, I right? did not know that. Uh, the, the, the bartender that he fires that throws the rag in his face, that is John Doe, legendary singer of the band X. And uh, oh, I did not know then that. later, the replacement bartender is Keith David. You know, oh, I didn't even recognize him. Oh, this movie has so many stars in it. Besides Swayze, obviously, and Sam Elliott, obviously. Sam Elliott. Uh, you know, proven how he looks so good and kicks so much ass. Like He was the inspiration for all 53-year-old dudes for a long time. I want to look oh, like yeah. Sam Elliott in Roadhouse. And not only that, but Jackie Treehorn himself, Ben Gazzara in this Man, film. I'll get Ben Gazzara is one of the finest actors. Well, it's so a shame good. that this is his most famous movie. It's a yeah. shame. That this is yeah, his man, most I, kept, I, kept, I kept thinking he was Treehorn the whole way through. That was, That's I couldn't. I like, yeah, yeah, I was, Treehorn's based off. I Have know. you guys ever seen a movie called The Killing of a Chinese Bookie? I have no. not. Listen to that name. The Killing of a Chinese Bookie. That is Ben Gazaria at the top of his game. At the nice. top of it. He is one of the finest. He worked a lot with um, uh, Cassavetes, Gina nice. Rollins. Oh, yeah. Like, so there's a good rule for bad movies, okay? Always have your best actor be the bad guy. Okay? Waterworld. Okay? 
perfect yeah. oh, example. Yeah. You know, you got to have a really good act. That's why Jack Nicholson as the Joker sold it for Batman. Right. You always have to have your strongest actor here. And so Ben Gazzara is too strong for this role. I know he was in a different <laughs> movie almost. Yeah, it was. He was in a, he was, they were in like a homoerotic love story slash <laughs> like son-in-law, like weird, you know what I mean? Because they just lived across the river from each other. You, if you really want him dead, you and can just whole, And I, his whole lamp. I, I think a missed opportunity was there where he could be hitting golf balls at that old man's house. Yeah. I mean, it's that kind of yeah. doucheness that I'm like, obviously <laughs> golf hadn't taken on in Jasper, Missouri. And it's it is so funny because he gets a one bedroom with this guy and it's a hundred dollars a month and there's no heat, no electricity, no TV, but he's just into it. And I love this whole line. Like, well, hey, hazard by the way, that's Uncle Jesse. That's who they modeled that guy off of. A hundred. Like everything in this movie is literally just recycled from another movie. That's what made it so great. There's not even a written by credit. It just says screenplay by. Nobody wants to take credit. Yeah, but Swayze's not the worst negotiator in the world, though. I mean, he bought a car without even haggling at the fucking car dealership. Now he's getting rent without even haggling. I mean, everything this guy buys must be just like sticker every fucking time. And what's funny, you would think he would be uh, doing it to be closer to the enemy or just to get to know him, but it's just a happy coincidence. They're like, oh, who's that asshole? Oh, it's Jackie Treehorn. He lives across the street. It's not that big a coincidence. There's only two houses in Jasper, Missouri, and they just happen to both be across the street from each other. Those are the two. And it two. Just... Hey, man, I grew up in a town with 23 people. This is a very close reality for me, trust me. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I grew up in a small town. I, I can see it. everybody's. I can see everybody in town's house from my front steps. That's a big. That's a small town. Yeah, but it's not that small. I mean, it's got to be close to other towns. Where are all these people coming from to go to the double deuce? Yeah, every night. Oh, yeah. You know? So it's got to be like a freeway town. That's you know like on a the side way. Side attraction. Of, so my, my my buddy owns a bar out in a place called Stephenville in Texas, and to see how fucked up the liquor laws are in these little tiny towns. His bar is the only licensed bar in the city that can sell liquor, but it's also in the courtyard of an apartment complex. Right. <laughs> that's where that's where the fucking Freedom, bar is. So three walls around him are an apartment complex. The pool for the apartment complex is next to the bar, and there's a sign that says you can't swim in the pool if you're at the bar because they're two different fucking places. It is insane. Yeah, it's a little. That sounds like Jasper, Missouri. Hell sounds yeah! Like Missouri, I've never so. been. I'm. I wouldn't doubt it. Missouri. I'm assuming, even though I'm pretty sure all of this was filmed in L.A. But um, um, Santa Clarita, um, yeah, it was. It was. I will say that they they tricked me the though. That one. Are, that's in Fresno County. Yeah, and like oh, that, yeah. I will say how, with that pond, they got me for a second, but not so much. How yeah. how fucking bummed would you be if you're a Roadhouse fan and drove from LA to Jasper, Missouri to find a double <laughs> deuce to find out oh. that it's in fucking LA the whole time? The double deuce so was in gutted. Anaheim. It was a bar in Anaheim, right off the freeway. <laughs> I remember because I was a little tiny kid, and I remember that bar being there when I was a kid. And then you know it's it's gone now, but that's the true Hollywood um, manifestations, right? Because you're like. Surely all these extras are from Missouri. Oh no, not so much. That would that'd be like a good. Ex- that'd be a good excuse. But yeah, <laughs> it's too bad. It's something about Missouri. They didn't even film uh, three uh, billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, in Missouri. Like they didn't like not a single shot. So I guess they just they really hate it there. But Man, I wouldn't doubt it. But what did I say about Missouri. Anywho, so, anywho, we got so, a. Um, 
Now I mean, he, he showed was... up. He's kicked everyone's ass, right? Gave everybody their final paychecks. Had the big scene. And Fired now him. The double deuce. It's on its way to success. It is. It's not working out though. Oh. I mean. No, you, no, you, you can't skip over the three simple rules, dude. The three simple rules. Oh yeah, well, were they? Expect hey, the unexpected. Never under never underestimate your opponent. Take it outside and be nice. And Here's be nice. the fucked up part about this scene, right? Right. The New York Police Department yes. uses this scene as a recruiting tool in their training. When, oh, they, no. when they train people, they show this. Cops have to watch this stupid fucking fictional scene. To learn how to be nice in, in the NYPD, they they mad as fuck. By the way, <laughs> and look how well it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> as long as it makes them nice, anything to make them nicer. Yeah. Well, cle- just, clearly, like clearly, says, someone fucked up the editing, and all they watch are the bits where people get kicked in the balls, and then they just run with that instead. Well, the yeah. real wisdom in that is be nice until it's time not to be nice, and that's when you're and just not nice. That is the whole crux of this movie. If you had to boil it down to one scene, it's him talking to them in the bar. And he was like, that's even in the trailer, right? Be nice. Yeah. It's time not to be nice. And the guy asks him like a dipshit, how do we know when that is? He's like, as he sips the decaf coffee, (laughs) you'll know. And I'm like, this is the worst boss ever. I know. Fucking all his money daily and fucking us over the day. We're just getting kicked in the balls every night by these methed out truckers. And no, this guy's not going to give a shit the first couple of nights. You know, it's so it's such vague advice, and it's not very helpful, especially because you know his first night actually on the job, and they keep looking over to him like, "Wait, do I kick the shit of this guy?" <laughs> because like, what's her face starts dancing on the table, and the guy goes, the guy yeah, like this, the like, dance! and then he goes up to her like, "Oh, shit, can I punch this guy?" He says, "No," and he goes, "Hey, man!" And the dude punches him. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you just blow it. <laughs> All of the advice you gave me earlier, none of that shit worked and so well then you go to mike tyson everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the face exactly and that's i guess apparently this is is very true but here's the other thing you have to be you have to be nice because i don't know what the fucking gun laws are in jasper missouri but you can tell it's shot in la because every fucking pickup truck in that movie should have a gun rack in it if it's actually jasper missouri (laughs) that's the problem i think a lot of people was the rule i used to talk about that yeah that was the rule i used to have in texas was yeah. okay. I want to be nice because I don't walk out of here at three a.m. and every one of you pricks has a car and a gun in the car. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. If, yeah if anything, I mean, you, you reverse it. I feel like if you got you got your three rules, I feel like you have to reverse it. Like, I mean, maybe try to be nice at first, and then if it gets bad, take it outside. And then when you're fighting, expect the unexpected. But it's in reverse. Like you can't. <laughs> he says take it outside as his second rule and then be okay. nice after that that doesn't patrick that's not how fighting I'm co- works I'm gonna, I'm gonna cop an awesome amount of shit from this podcast because anybody who watches this from houston knows for the last 15 years i was the opposite of nice and now i'm talking about being nice on this because i'm trying to be a nice comic right all truth you're like you know what buddy? you want to get busted in the muffin I'll be you, Mr. Muffin Man, and then you just oh, let yeah. him have it. This this was this was my rule. Hit him back first. <laughs> yeah, that's so and that is that, the that, sequel to Roadhouse. You wouldn't be in the OG Roadhouse. You'd be fired the first day, and then you'd have to come well, back in the sequel. Which there was a sequel. The other, the other the other rule was if you fight for more than four seconds, you're on YouTube. So you've got a better chance of catching the footage of Bigfoot 
than me fighting because usually my shit's over and done with inside four seconds. Well, there you, you hit go. the guy as hard as you need to, and then you're like, right, it wasn't me. That's the way to do it, yeah, because, you know, it's too yeah, That's quick. that immigrant mentality that you bring to us, Dan, showing us how to do it here. <laughs> yeah, you just bend down, look at the guy, and look at the guy, did you do yourself a mischief, mate? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dan smacks him and then is very polite on the way out. Mate, you're bleeding from up here. Here's a, here's a towel for you. Thank Dude, you. Dude, it happened. That happened to me one night. I hit a guy, so I hit this Scotsman who took his shirt off and went full Braveheart and charged the front door of a nightclub. And <laughs> I hit him. I hit him so clean. I thought, I, I, my, I actually thought I'd whiffed him. And he just went down from the wind. And my yeah. boss was standing right next to me. He said, did you touch him? And I said, I think I hit him on the end of the jaw. And next thing he bounced up and he was like, what happened? What happened? I said, the guy hit you in the back of the head, ran up the street. And he goes, what was he wearing? I said, blue shirt. And this guy just took off with no shirt up the fucking street. Trying to find some random dude in a blue shirt who just knocked him out. Hey, you know what? He's out of your bar. Like, who cares? <laughs> That's the key, dude. That's the key. <laughs> Somebody oh else's God. problem. I mean, Patrick Swayze gets in so many fights. We had our, our next bar fight. It gets pretty ballistic. But we finally meet our love interest. Almost like, what, like an hour into the film? Kelly Lynch? Is this, is this before oh, or after he flashes the fucking bartender? He flashes her. Remember, he flashes the bar. The bartender delivers breakfast, and he fucking gets his oh, ass on. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna, know. I'm just gonna nude up in front of the, the chick from work. And oh just yeah, yeah he sleeps the in the nude. Like the the lovable waitress that it was like giggling when she smashed the dude in the head with the yeah that one. She's hilarious. yeah the psychopath. Yeah. So well, that's she, when he that's when he that's when he busts that's when he busts out. He busts outside. Yeah, there's, butt um, in there. there's butt cheeks right there. There are. It was, yeah, we did yeah, see next... Patrick Swayze's ass. He sleeps in the nude and she's there and he she walks up and goes, oh, hey, what's up? And he goes, <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Let me put something on. But doesn't even like cover himself in any way. And he he knows he's naked. And he just wanted to yeah. show off at that point because he, oh, yeah. he busts out and does the talk. double take where she's like, oh. Whoa! Oh my God! Maybe there was something in it where, like, Kelly Lynch didn't want to do a nude scene with him, so she just had to like let's just show the butt cheeks early in the movie, and then I'll come in. That's true because they but, do but have. Then that. you've got the unexplained Tai Chi, man. It's like the the Tai Chi scene is like the Top Gun volleyball scene of this movie, where he's just <laughs> out there doing this shit <laughs> just the thing. right by the I, river. Yeah, yeah. I did this to get out of a traffic ticket outside of Austin one day. I got pulled over coming back from Austin to Houston. By a cop, I was taking a nap on the side of the freeway. Happens, and the cop drove, went past me. Now I had, I had some some things I shouldn't have had in the car with me at the time. I was <laughs> that guy on cops in the back seat, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I said, "Well, as long as he doesn't, I'm wearing no no shirt." I was sleeping in the front seat, having a nap, a pair of sh rugby shorts, and that's it. No shoes. And next thing, this cop state trooper puts it in reverse and comes up to me, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I've got half a bottle of whiskey on the floor. God knows what's in the back. <laughs> and I'm like, Forgot. this is all bad. I'm going to jail. And I just get out of the car and I'm standing in the blue bonnets on the side of the road in Austin. And I bust out Patrick Swayze's Tai Chi routine from fucking Roadhouse in front of a state trooper. I'm doing this shit on the side of the freeway. <laughs> fucking going big. And then as he pulled up to me and wound down the window, I gave him the best Forrest Gump wave you've ever seen. And then he just looked at me, shook his head and drove off. I'm like, fuck me. Thank you, Patrick. Saving our Thank you, lives. Patrick. So, Patrick Swayze's Tai Chi saved my bacon. I'd have been deported. I guarantee you. That's amazing. That's <laughs> Thank amazing. you so much. I really. I a lot of Patrick Swayze's moves from Ghost to get me out of tickets as well. It's, 
Yeah, are you doing no. pottery behind a cup? Are you doing pottery behind a cup's back? I just jump in and ruin the <laughs> <laughs> And it works too. It really it does. What's funny, because that all the actors in this movie <laughs> the actors apparently did their own stunts. And so that was crazy. And apparently Patrick Swayze really fatally injured his knee for a while. And he could not take roles in such films as Tango and Cash and Predator 2. But because he was so injured, though, he was able to do a little film called Ghost, Ghost. which ended up being his biggest hair blessing in disguise. They had to do their own stunts. Have you seen the pyro budget for this fucking movie? It was not. And that's why they did. Yeah, they didn't well, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about budgets for a moment. Okay. We're establishing the bad guy is the bad guy. And here's the scene that cost a half a million dollars in this movie. Oh. Okay. The bad guy shows up at the car dealership because <laughs> he owns all the power over the local lands. Right. He does. Yeah. In addition to fucking with Patrick Swayze at night in the bar, during the daytime, he's really a prick to the, the, the people in the town. Like at nighttime, he's just playing around. But daytime, yeah. he's like serious. I got to go do some serious damage today, honey. I'll see you later. And then he shows up at the dealership. The guy won't do what he says, won't take the extortion. And he backs out of it when like, like a sweet, like he's like in another movie. You're right. He's like a sweet yeah. old guy, puts his hat on and he's like... <laughs> Knock it out, Earl, and then Earl just jumps into Bigfoot <laughs> and drives through the goddamn car dealership. Bigfoot, now in the 80s, I know it's not a big deal now, but 30 years ago, that was the most amazing thing. And the fact that they like, built a Bigfoot just for the movie, and the dude, you know, and what well, kind of bad guy does that? Like, there's obviously something wrong with this man. His budget is way out of whack. He couldn't hire one and- sniper, he hired Bigfoot. All right. Maybe maybe he owns the maybe he owns the glass replacement company in this town. Maybe that's his thing. Definitely owns the concrete (laughs) company, right? And so (laughs) I mean you have like, you know, Jackie Treehorn and his whole I mean, his whole motivation, he just basically wants to run the town. And that's that that's why he's killing. Is that it? He just wants to run all the bars. Is that all the businesses are the given to the slush fund and then he uses it to uh, you know make him Self slushy, so to speak. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's I like mean, he's almost never seen a Clint Eastwood movie. I mean, this is, but I'm not yeah. sure. I really, I don't. I'm just trying to figure out why everyone's <laughs> killing each other and fighting. I'm like, you just want to run this really shitty, dinky little town, these bars <laughs> that really aren't that great. And I mean, he cuts off their liquor supply, and he has to go. Patrick has to go take care of it, but and for, and that whole fight. Which oh, was, the reinforcements uh, fights. The reinforcements. Were, yes. I, th- I think it's a lack of options that's why he's like that, mate. I mean, when we're, we're assuming that down the road in Missouri is better than Jasper. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's more of a shithole than this fucking shithole town. Yeah. And he's just like, right, yeah, I've got a pretty good lake and I've got me, me helicopter. I can fly over the rest of this shit. And he's like, nope, I'm not doing it. We're staying yeah. here. Yeah, I guess they're just trying to make do him Every and Tilda. get into that piece of the story about why he wants to do what he does and his history with the other people. It just gets really convoluted. You obviously they went to high school together. You know, maybe they messed. Maybe they bullied him in high school, and this is his get back. Yeah, you know? like, I've been think... waiting forty years for this shit. And, you know, and you think you're going to own an auto parts store? You remember that wedgie <laughs> you gave me? Die. It does seem like a lot of. Right, I will up. ruin your bar with my just out of prison for higher murderers with 
knives in their boots. It is a lot of trauma. It's from the past, and he's just really (laughs) lashing out in a really unhealthy way, I would say. But we haven't really even bizarre streak of mean because it does range between miscellaneous and murder. Yeah, and there's right. He's just like we know he's weaving down the road, singing to himself that scene. (laughs) And I think he's just got PTSD from Vietnam, and we're just not addressing a whole other movie that happened before Roadhouse. They're really, yeah, and it makes it a little more mysterious. But we even talk about uh, Sam Elliott in this movie. We haven't even. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We've still got the med record scene. You were talking about how this is a tiny town. He's got to go to the next town over to get to the hospital. Is that correct? Oh, man. So if he gets stabbed in this bar, you're dead. Like, that's that's just it. But but he has these med records, and at one point, Kelly Lynch says, well, I can see from your file you have a degree from NYU. Who the fuck puts that in their med records to start with? And not only that, but didn't she even say, like, who brings their medical records with them? To the hospital, he just carries them everywhere. Is that what he said? He's like two bullet wounds, nine uh, knife wounds. The fuck's right. wrong with you? And he's just eh. that and staple he, gun. There's nothing, sev- there's nothing more severe than that bloody staple gun, mate. They uh oh that was. And he I played a lot of rugby. A <laughs> I played, I played a, a headshot right on top. <laughs> I, I played a lot of rugby, mate. And I tell you, they they used it once on live television in Australia once during a mm. rugby game. Half the country watched during dinner. And this poor bloke splits his head open and then he split it open twice and the trainer just walks out and just goes dunk, 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 and puts six in him. Uh, and everybody just lost their dinner. Blah. And then it came out two days later, the surgical staple gun is now banned from live television and will not be used and now has to be used inside a dressing room. Oof. You know. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Fuck Ow, that. I'm, so I mean, I can take I, a little bit of pain, but I ain't getting stapled without an anesthetic. You can get pissed I off with that shit. Yeah, no, I'm lucky to say I've not been in a lot of pain, oh, let alone. So that fight that you were talking about, the liquor fight, he the liquor store fight, the, not the liquor store, the fight, liquor delivery, the fight. back of the. So oh. here's where we're at in the bar situation, right? The the big main bad guy is angry that Dalton's working for this other bar, and so yeah. he's messing with him with all his powers. And he sends his cronies to stop the liquor delivery. And I love it because I'm like, you know, one call from the liquor union, and that's stronger than any dude. <laughs> any of your five guys. Right? You think Budweiser work. would be like, what, we can't deliver Budweiser to this bar? Excuse me, Mr. Uh, Jackie Prehorn. <laughs> How dare you? How, but... like, that was, that's the real power <laughs> of Budweiser. Especially in Missouri, Jesus Christ, you're not oh, going to yeah. stop the Budweiser from flowing. No, nothing stopping the blood from flowing. But I know he starts destroying all the liquor, and they get in this huge fight, and they actually almost pin down Patrick for a second. That big old dude's holding him; they keep punching him in the stomach. And I love that Sam Elliott comes out and is looking at him getting punched for a second. He's just like, huh, and then just walks past it and goes to the other big dude. And what does he even say? Just more like, mind your own business, Dad. Like. Phew. I ain't going to show you my dick. And then he punches it. Like, cause that's what, I mean, I would say in a fight, like I'm, mm. I'm not, I'm not going to flash a guy. That'd be rude. No, but. that was good. That was a good line. They, I think they made a whole movie based on that one scene called Harley Davidson and the Marlboro man. <laughs> it was called such Ghost Rider a, such 2. Such a good movie. <laughs> such a good movie. <laughs> Which I think, right. and I think a lot of people think Morgan Freeman should narrate every movie. I think Sam Elliott, should narrate every film that he's in. Mm-hmm. I think his. I don't know if, if if I could have Morgan Freeman narrating Sam Elliott in this movie. 
that would be pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm hearing it in my head right now. I'm not, I'm not even going to begin to try and do a normal Morgan Freeman narrating Roadhouse. I can't do that. <laughs> I will say Morgan Freeman can, but I will put Sam Elliott as the white Morgan Freeman. You know, like I will say, I mean, Morgan Freeman can go is, first, but once it's gone, is, people forget what an actor he was in the '80s. You know, look. Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott both did a movie with Whoopi Goldberg. Right? They both did. You remember that one? Fatal Beauty? Oh, what a terrible I didn't film. see that one. That's, I have seen Ghost. That's how bad that movie is. <laughs> and then Swayze's like, let me show you how to use Whoopi Goldberg in a film. And then boom, Academy Awards. Yeah, Sam Elliott sort of basically slapped his agent every time he offered him a role that didn't require a cowboy hat. <laughs> it pretty much. At least he finally he got nominated for A Star is Born. So good for him. You know, and you know, you know this. The original runtime on this movie, the original cut was three hours and twenty minutes. And Sam Elliott, I heard about that because yeah. a lot of his shit was his exposition got cut. <laughs> Two hours of just his character, just in this film. But I will that's say, how good his voice is, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. When they made this movie, what they did is they shot every scene at ten. Like this is make every scene as intense or as cheesy or as romantic as it can be, and we'll fix it in post. And I think he was kind of like Ben Gazzara in this movie. He was just too good for it. And like, well, we got the cheesiness of Patrick and we got all this shit. Let's keep that. But Sam Elliott, let's cut him down to just a little side character. Oh and I feel like it works to the movie's right? you know, you benefit. You got the doctor. Though. You got Dalton, the doctor, his sidekick. What's Sam Elliott's name in this movie? Wade. Wade Garrett. Wade Garrett. I guarantee Remember after he I kicks everybody's ass on the, on the liquor dock after that fight? When the uh, then Jeff Healy, the blind guy, leans into the microphone and goes out, gentlemen, meet Wade Garrett. Oh, yeah. he's blind, so he didn't know who it was, but he sensed it. He he's heard the sound before. He's got that supersonic hearing. It happens. Which, by the way, this bar can only afford one live band for the entire week. They really, there's no one else. Band. There's if, no. if Jeff Healy could see, he would tell fucking Patrick Swayze to stop wearing those fucking gee shirts. I'll tell you that much right now, because that shit's out of control. Yeah, it was a different. There was a lot of outfit choices in this movie, which I don't know if they hold up. I don't know if we're still wearing them. All, all I, I want to ask is if anybody's, has anybody ever worn a gee shirt, and does it go down your knees inside your pants? Because that's what I want to know. Is it legit? Does it feel? Is he wearing the full kung fu shirt, or is it cut like a normal shirt? I don't know. Well, I'll do a poll at the end of the podcast. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask my audience if it does. There has, well, it's good. There has to be somebody know. on this fucking planet owns that shit. Yeah, but, you know, and I mean, I mean, we look, have, you, you don't know. want to look too. When you're looking at Roadhouse, you don't want to look too deep at the plot. You know, I it's do. more of a touchy feely movie. You find the parts you like and you lean into those, and the parts that you don't like, you kind of back away from. And if you look deep enough, it really does have something for everybody. It really, I, you know, I don't want to look too deep into it, but I honestly, I enjoy all of it. It's just such a ham fest. It's such a shit show and I'm all for it. I'm just, it's so ridiculous. Just, you know, the not subtlety of it and just uh, the over the top, just the fighting. <laughs> I mean, we even got, I mean. I want to bring it back to another scene. So there's a scene where um, the bad guys go into the bar all the way up to the main office and they start fighting up there with, Kevin Ty, okay, yes. finally gets his right. chance to be a badass, and he plays it off like he's a puss. <laughs> and it's hilarious to see him like whoop a guy's ass and then be like, "I don't know what I'm doing." 
There's an ad lib in there because the guy who's going to stab him, the uh, the musician from behind the bar, he calls he calls him a chicken dick. I've never heard anybody get called a chicken dick in my entire fucking life of getting yelled at. Uh, <laughs> oh, like, right. Is that an American thing? And I'm like, nope, it's not an American thing. It's just a fucked up ad lib. Like at the beginning of the film when he throws that guy, like get out of here, peckerhead. I was like, I forgot about that. That's awesome. We gotta we gotta bring these back. Yeah, the director must have given him about fucking fifty options, and he finally got down to chicken dick, and he's like, oh, whatever, fucking chicken dick. We're gonna run with that one. Fuck mm, all the other shit. Mm, I believed dick. that shot. I believed that one. <laughs> What's interesting? This director, he made so like before, he only made like a horror movie before this with James Spader, and it was weird. And then oh, he made weird. this movie, and it was you know it was a cold classic. It didn't do too well when it came out. And after this, it was mostly just straight to DVD bullshit. Like it wasn't really anything. This was kind of his only silent hit, and it wasn't even a big hit when it <laughs> got made. So it's uh, weird. We, we did the Bobby Jones movie on the way out. That was pretty good. Yeah, I heard it was, that was that was no. The, the, what, what holds this movie together, honestly, is that I mean the, the acting is incredible. Whoever did the casting in this movie, like I said, Keith David in a tiny one of his first roles. John Doe has been in a lot of movies. You know, he's in Boogie Nights. He's, you know, uh, kind of a big... Terry Funk being one of the fighters since they did their own stunts. They needed somebody to teach them how to fight. That's Terry Funk. He is world famous in the... Well, Texas famous as a wrestler in the 80s. I mean, he was like the Funk brothers were incredible. Okay. So the fact that he's in it and they they never make any reference to it. Like he doesn't do wrestling moves or they don't you know what i mean they don't use it he disappears for 45 fucking minutes he misses like three fights and you're well, like yeah. where the fuck well, i mean each like each fight is like a different episode like the bigfoot one certain people are there and they're in different outfits you know that's when yeah, we find I, the twist out that the doctor used to date the bad guy i've got to figure it out terry funk was sent to go find the policeman from five towns away because apparently that's where he fucking lives because he doesn't show up <laughs> to the end anyway yeah, this whole thing. I mean, well, some you of the, don't mess with Jasper, yeah. boy. Let me tell you something. Not so much, <laughs> but I mean, Sam Elliott dies, which I thought. Oh, was, bro, I thought was upset. Bro, upset. so you got to talk about the personal escalation now between Dalton and you keep calling him Jackie Treehorn. God damn, you got me doing it now too. Well, who cares what his name is in I this? Can't one? Even he is Jackie Treehorn. Real, I can't even remember. Come we on, got, we got to track um, back even further the fact that Sam Elliott almost fucks Dalton's misses in front of him. Right at the diner, the whole deal where he missed dances with his missus for forty-five minutes while Dalton he flashes yeah. her. He's like, "Check out my scar," and he whips his dick out. He's like, "Oops, sorry." And like, this is a scar I got when I was in a fight. And he's all dancing with her. He's like, "Hey, you know, Patrick, you got a good girl here. She's pretty hot." And you know, hey, it's at that point you figure out that Sam Elliott's a better fighter than Patrick Swayze because if he wasn't, he'd just say, "Get your hands off my woman, you fucking asshole." That's what I was gonna say. He's like, "Not another one. Come on, man. Wade, Wade, Wade. This is mine. Come on, Wade. Wade's got him in a headlock, giving him a noogie. Like, no, nah, no. Nah, I know how you like to have the cute women, but then I show up. It's with just my salt and pepper hair and funny talk." And everyone says that. I mean, like, it we do it. It's working for me, man. I'm working that direction. <laughs> right? You show up and kick a guy in the leg. Hurts, don't it? You know, you got all kinds of one-liners here, Dan. Because, I mean, Tillman doesn't want to hire Crocky. Wade because he's too old and he wants to hire Patrick. But Wade is just as good as a fighter. Well, I mean, he gets himself killed. So I guess not. And Patrick does Well, before that, there's a whole scene where this movie tries to have some semblance of, like, conversation or values or I don't know what the hell it is with it. 
talking at the diner and they agree to right. leave town. Remember? Let's yes. just get the hell out of here. They do. Okay, fine. Like, so you know something's going to go wrong because there's never in an 80s movie do they agree to leave town. That's the whole yeah. gist of the movie. They're never just going to leave town, right? So as soon as he goes, in. all right, man, let's just get rid of Let's just pack our things and go. I'm like, oh. You Death know, 14-year-old me was like, no. Or 10-year-old, whatever. Oh, <laughs> you know, right then you knew, no, not Wade Garrett. I would kind of, yeah. you know. And then you get into a little saw. Right. There's a little, little, little piece of saw. You know, your choice will decide who dies and who lives. And you're like, what is That's this? pretty cool. I like that. That's pretty bad. Badass. You can't help but be on the bad guy's team there. You're like, all right. I like that. <laughs> it's like, funny. On, knock out the doctor. We can always find another one. But Sam Elliott, so, dude, that's one of a kind. So we're gonna so we're, so we're gonna we're gonna basically agree here that Christopher Nolan ripped off this fucking movie for Batman then. Oh, hundred percent. Think everyone ripped this and movie. Justice League. Yeah. And just Stanley in general, back in the fifties, ripped this film off because I mean, this is basically a western movie, right? Set in the modern times without the guns. I mean, until the end, then there's a little bit of guns. If you go, but until then, you know, because like I think almost I think almost every movie in the eighties can be stressed can be traced back to a fistful of dollars. Yeah, I think Carl Leone definitely. When you make something that's that good, though, I think I mean that movie's good. That yeah. movie's so good that everybody has to feed off it. Like somebody, you know, they might take one scene and make a whole movie out of yeah. it. <laughs> I got an idea for your next movie. It's called Hang 'em High. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be so idea. good. Everyone's going to love it. But I mean, first, I just loved it when they tried to kill his landlord by blowing mm. up his place. And Patrick's whole thing, because he's shirtless and his whole leap out of his window and he's oh. like running down. And not only that, but like the horses are chasing him. And it was such a, just like an epic, obviously, you know, for the ladies. I, love, I had that line, like, you like horses? Like, well, they like me. I just thought, I don't know what he's implying. That, you know, I but, mean, yeah, that whole that whole last sequence there, it's almost like this movie's been the Batman fights all movie. And then suddenly it goes into fucking Mortal Kombat. It and you're does, like, oh, shit, this got turned up a notch. It, oh, oh yeah because he, he flies off to, to jump on the motorcycle guy yeah, yeah. that's amazing that's an amazing first off that swan dive is Plus. like a 10 out of a 10 okay because he's like full-blown abs muscles full-blown 80s i just, mean it looks like he's about to kick someone's ass it's just yeah. it really escalates so far just from this guy being a bouncer at a bar like hey let's blow each other's houses up and murder each other it really mm-hmm. The stakes are so high, and they almost kill his landlord, but they don't. They they kill Sam Elliott off because why not? But I mean, I obviously know the landlord. Who fucking cares? But after Sam Elliott, he realizes, yeah, I think it's it's time. It's too far. And he, what does he do? He feel. I mean, like he puts the knife into his you know car, his gas pedal, yeah. and well, launches now, it towards. Hold on, this, this is this is this is before he's killed. This is. He's got to kill Jackie Trinkhorn's son first. When oh no no his yeah, they have their son. Own. So the, the the fight on the beach. You mean the this fight? fight? On the beach. This fight where he the goes. The... the most famous homoerotic movie line of all. You got it, man. You got it. Go, give it to us. Give it to the us. Most They're in the middle of fighting, and the <laughs> guy, and now he's got an earring on the right side, which was huge in the eighties. And he's okay. holding Swayze down, and he looks at him, he grits his teeth, and he goes. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Boom. And you're like, what is, 
what is that in the middle of all this movie? Like <laughs> in the middle of it, just and you're like, oh, I think that changes everything. And he's the worst thing. It was a minimum security prison where you didn't even need to fuck anybody. And he was just out there just laying dick on everybody. <laughs> don't worry, fellas. I'll take care of this. No, okay. <laughs> you can, you can, listen, man, you don't have to fuck me for the cupcake. You can get him from the tray over there. This is a minimum security prison. Like, what was no, he no, no. It's in okay. Jackie Treehorn's custody, though? Like, don't worry. I got a rehab assignment for you. It's good. <laughs> it's good. No, no. They're all a bunch of country boys. They don't talk. They do it, but they don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but what does Patrick do? He does that famous move that he did, and he rips that throat right out. So proud. He kills a man with his bare hand, which is what they've alluded to the whole movie that he killed a man with his bare hands. But we find now because do it again, and he really needs to it again. He just really needs to cut his fingernails. That's what it comes and, down to, I think. I yeah. guess so. And then who? So he rips the throat out, and who comes running up the road right at that moment? Doctor girlfriend, Doctor Clay, supposed to perform first aid on the man who just tried to murder them. <laughs> she's a great doctor. Oh, she's a shit doctor. She just looks at him, doesn't enjoy anything. She just she goes, looks at ah, him. She's gone, and then she's horrified. Yeah, doesn't check the pulse. Doesn't check for breathing. Just looks at him, and goes, nah. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> But no, I see these all the time. I see these all the time in my AEI. He's gone. Yeah, we can't yeah. save him. He just lights up a cigar like, you better call the more. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Doesn't work out too well. But I mean, you know, she knows. You tell Morty to get down here with the sack of the, the salt truck. I'm bringing it home. <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. And then what does he do? He throws him in the river between the houses. So this house tried to blow up. There's a murder. He throws the body in the river and yells out, Jackie, or he yells out Brad Wesley, but we're going to call him Jackie Treehorn on this podcast because I love it. Jackie! <laughs> and then sends the body, dead body, and that's fresh water. You know the cows are drinking that water down the river. You're not helping it's the environment. Inconsiderate. And Just where's the piece of throat? What the fuck, you littering son of a bitch? Pick clean up after your messes. It's going to be four <laughs> weeks before the cops and the coroners turn up anyway. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got enough farm around. There's foxes around. You know, they like to eat bits. Yeah. But, I mean, we get into the whole, the climax of the film, which is, you know, obviously Patrick versus the goons, also versus Jackie Treehorn, which is... Oh something and again like we said earlier patrick doesn't really care about cars because he straight up destroys one just to get his point across. but that's the zen buddha in him okay yeah. what is a car a mode of transportation i'm always moving right like yeah. it doesn't matter if he blows it up or shoot gets shot through or gets the pipe put in it but listen it i want to talk about really this. he doesn't have insurance because he doesn't have a fixed address so <laughs> yeah i mean he's just Nothing like, yeah, he's just running the people's shit all the time. And you're like, man, have you got your insurance? No. Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. Pay for this? Right. I'll just give you some cash on the way out of town. Come on, fella. <laughs> Jackie Treehorn just opened up an insurance company. You better give him a call. Right. And I don't think, I mean, he put the knife in the gas pedal to stick it down. I'm not sure if that would work. I'm pretty sure once. I don't think Mercedes-Benz appreciated their cars being shown like this. Hey. That is not how Dude, we perform. They had, yeah. they had one shot at this because when it drives through the first fence, that first fence is made of cardboard because yeah. instead of driving between two fence posts, he drives it over a fence post. Yeah, You can't drive a Mercedes over a fence post. If you hit the fence post, you go stop. 
and yeah. that's the end of the movie right there. That's how that <laughs> fucking finishes. Yeah, no, he would he would have heard silence, just like ah shit. I guess I gotta take take this by myself and run now, up there. But now I gotta go buy another car and do this again. <laughs> but yeah, cars don't mean anything. Ah, uh, keep rolling, but, keep rolling, keep. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, but, but you know what though, in every '80s movie after, I mean, honestly, after Enter the Dragon, there became this end scene where the hero goes and you know beats all the henchmen on the way to meet the boss. And that's exactly what happens in this movie. You know, he's silent. Exactly. He doesn't have any guns. He literally pulls out the bow and arrow and starts going like straight, what? Like Gorky Park, murderous <laughs> assassin. Like if he has all these skills, why isn't he a Navy SEAL? Why is he just a bouncer? Maybe he was at one point. Well, no, he got a degree in philosophy. He did not go into the Navy SEALs, but mm-hmm. he just realized. his objector, I assume. It just I tell you, ripping people's throat out by the river, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> it just i tell you one there's one thing that's a that's a miss in all this right like i said i was in this job for a long time all right if you get your ass kicked as a bouncer you get fired everybody yeah. in this movie's getting their ass kicked all over the fucking place it's <laughs> like a shortage of individuals i mean yeah it's like yeah, hoosiers yeah. there's only eight guys in town that are eligible yeah right it's how it worked in houston i mean if you got your ass kicked you worked you went and worked out in the suburbs that was your, you were banished to the suburbs to work you went and worked a fucking hick bar that looked a lot like this one that was your reward uh, <laughs> everybody who worked at big spots could you never saw them get their ass kicked and right. uh, yeah i mean i got put down once and i got real i got fucking hit with an elbow and dropped by a croatian but uh yeah i was lucky even the world cup i imagine yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Croatia won, Australia zero. That's how that game worked out. But uh, <laughs> it kicked my ass. I'll definitely take, definitely you know take that also, one. That is part. You know what? There's a whole violent aspect to the bar industry, and for oh, yeah. the bouncers that you work with, and for the security that you work with as a event provider, you know, you would never hire guys that immediately punch people in the face. Like you no, would never, you know, you, yeah. even now the guy, right. what they, they just tackled the guy and bring it below eye level and then drag the, the him clean, out. the clean sheet. You hang your yeah. head on the clean it's just, sheet it's every just night. A one shot and it's over. And then they just drag the dude out. Like that's how it really looks, you yeah. know, unless somebody goes to the trunk and gets the gun and then, you know, like, but that's what this movie's making. It's almost like a, like a gladiator, like feel good movie set within the bar room because the true world is not anything glamorous, nothing romantic, nothing that's going to like, no make Patrick your life Swayze. better. I mean, Dan, you got out of that life. You now yeah, make I, you'd rather make people laugh than punch them in the mouth when they've had too much to drink. It's funny now. I have to tell jokes about punching them in the mouth because if I actually do make a name for myself in this, it's going to come out. And if I actually say I told a joke about it, there'll be less blowback. I believe that's my th- that's my theory. And that's good. They're going to cancel. What I'm going to work with. So they if someone comes it. out and says, "I know Dan Green. He fucking punched me in the head back in." 2012 i'm like yes i did and i wrote a joke about it and i talked about it over here and it was fucking hilarious and because you're a dick and that's gonna be my mentality going <laughs> so forward the name of my special is i fucking punched you in the head in 2012 but i also did it in 2013 14 15 and 16 <laughs> i punched you in the face 2012 the obama years you'd be fine <laughs> <laughs> thanks obama <laughs> let dan in the country to hit people in the fucking head that's what we get we should hire yeah, Dalton. Right. But I mean, what's up? Okay, but going back to the film, we got this fat henchman who's really afraid of the trophy room. And <laughs> I mean, that's that is the worst. That's what makes this movie the worst ending. Is that after all of this, 
you know, escalated to Mortal Kombat, right? We've had, we're running from horses with the flames behind us, you know, like we got all this symbolic, and then they make like a, like a 50s movie joke, like a wannabe Abbott and Costello joke. Yeah. And then he was like a fat guy with his facial expressions to convey comedy at the very end of this film. You don't think that maybe Rowdy Harrington had a girlfriend who had been trying to work that in the whole fucking movie, and he just went, you know what? Fuck it. Polar bear scene. Let's do it here. We'll put it here, honey. Look, the polar bear kills him. Ha ha. Very fucking funny. Okay. Get out of the way. But it doesn't even kill him, though. It just crushes him, and then he comes back at the end. I was so confused. because he, he gets his spirit. Also, <laughs> at the very end of the movie, okay, here's what happens. Patrick Swayze, gets, he, he fights through all the henchmen. He gets to fight the bad guy alone. The bad guy gets the drop on him because he has a gun and Swayze doesn't have a gun. And all of a sudden, all the dudes that owned shops that he's been fucking with the whole time show up with shotguns and blow this dude away. The like, very where were they second. the whole time? Were they just hiding while the henchmen were running around the house? Where were they the whole time? The, I know. Did they waited for Patrick to take they down waited. all the henchmen and just like, oh, he's or did got they hear it on the CB and come running over on their ATV? Like, what happened? I want to know. The, like, how did those guys get there? And, no Tillman still, and Tillman still looks like an asshole. If you walked in at the end of Road, Roadhouse and just saw this one scene, you would swear that Tillman was the bad guy and he just killed someone at the end. Yeah, I still think he is. I don't really know his motivation <laughs> or deep. what he's That's doing. That's like some saw shit for him to really be the bad guy. Like, you don't know why. I, I, this is why I brought you here, Dalton. He just de- he just deep stated the whole place. He just went, rightio, okay, I'm coming in hard. Now I own Jad. Now Jasper's my town, bitches. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you know what? All you guys who had your shit blown up, I can loan you some money back. And here's the terms, though. If you don't pay, I'm going to own your business. And that's how it's going to work. And it was so <laughs> yeah. funny. I mean, Jackie Trujillo's, his whole death scene where he, like, points the gun at one guy, gets shot, goes, ow. And then he points the gun at another guy, and that guy shoots him and goes, damn it. And that third try, like, maybe this dude, third time's the charm, just blows him. I, 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 I just love, I just love how the sheriff... Deserve you. you were too good I, I, for I, your own budget. Yeah, I don't like I they hired to... this guy, they didn't know what they were getting. Yeah. You ever hire a guy to like, I just want you to paint the wall on my house, and he's like, I got a mural. <laughs> Think of God every time you walk in this room, you're like, just paint the room, Sistine Chapel. He pays it just the same, you know. That's what Ben Gazar is with that role. You can't just he doesn't do plain green, okay? He's gonna make you see things you never thought possible, and he's gonna die like this. Damn it. <laughs> I just love how the sheriff finally comes in at the end after all this fucking carnage. Like he just came back from a Virgin Islands cruise and no one covered for him. He walks in and goes, Rightio, what happens around here? And you're just like, dude, your whole fucking town's been on fire for the last week and a half. I know. He hasn't and been in this whole movie. With three deputies, I don't know what the fuck they do. Yeah. Donuts well, must be county. awesome in Jasper. Yeah, that's probably a county rate, right? Like a county, you know, a county sheriff as opposed to a, like a Jasper didn't seem like it had a police department where they got big well, foot runs was, over cars and nobody gave a shit. They didn't even make the news. Like, my, there, was my dad was there was the, at least 200 people there watching Bigfoot assault them all those cars. They don't even have a newspaper in Jasper. That's a dude, all <laughs> from the double deuce. That's why they all got to go there every night. So, so my dad was the cop in the 23 person town I lived in. Now, before you start laughing. Okay, because you I can see you fuckers both laughing right now. <laughs> All right, there was his patrol was more than the twenty three people. It went for about four hundred kilometers around that area, and it was all grazing land and stuff like that. Now the fun part is, whenever he had to respond to something, it was done when you got there. You don't call nine. You're not. You're calling nine one one to clean up whatever the fuck you just did. 
there's no the cop turns up and doesn't get doesn't get to stop a when you're the only cop for 300 kilometers you don't get to stop a crime in progress you just go <laughs> radio okay so there's one guy's dead the other guy's alive what happened here well i'll give you my version okay this is what happened and it looks like that's what happened at the end of this movie it's like right we'll just give you our version uh, we can ask him but he doesn't talk much <laughs> every crime is what happened well it was about two hours ago yeah. uh, just gonna assume this is yesterday a... yesterday i was really fucked up and this shit went down <laughs> <laughs> every report okay so start you say about two hours ago <laughs> assume it's a natural causes he oh, fell through God. that glass table. hey don't forget about one other thing about this film michael Kamen does the music for this movie right at the end of all this when you're sitting there in, wow. in the 80s and you're like and then all of a sudden you're like this is actually good music there's actually pretty good cinematography the stunts uh you know the fight scenes are definitely dated but you know what this is one of the i would say that this is the best bad movie of all time like i could watch it anytime anytime it's on oh, yeah. i leave it on it was an old trick i would do at the bar if nobody was coming in <laughs> i would put on roadhouse guaranteed everybody that comes in stays in till the end what's the whole damn thing a whole day that and caddyshack were like my go-to's for you know what like middle-aged white guys just love those movies like you can't get enough yeah <laughs> that it's roadhouse true. used to play every weekend on tnt when i was growing up so i thought that's what it was like in a bar so i thought when i was like 21 and i was getting ready to go to a bar i was like all right guys let's get ready to fight somebody's gonna you know jackie treehorn's gonna show up with a gun we gotta be careful <laughs> bars are crazy yeah, well, I kind of did. I, I mean, did too. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I used to bartend, bar back for a few years, but the bar atmosphere, it was just like really chill. And I, I was expecting a lot of fights, but only maybe like three or four. Like it really did not get too bad. So I guess it really just depends if you're in Missouri. That's okay, Dan makes up so, yeah. for your lack of violence. I, I work, yeah. see, I work, I work clubs, clubs and bars, yeah. different animal. The clubs is like, right here, let's bring the knuckles to work, Tom. Yeah. So apparently, apparently, when people start paying fucking double for drinks, this is when they start to fire up. But this whole this whole movie makes me wistful for the golden age of when no one had a cell phone camera. People were so much nicer nicer to you because if you if you're a prick, you got punched in the face, and no one gave a shit because no one saw it, and you're like, oh, okay, that's how it works. But yeah, I miss those days. Yeah, I miss the eighties, man. I wasn't alive, but I wish I was because. I would have bought a lot of drugs, but you know, it happens. Well, I think Roadhouse, it goes... doesn't, Roadhouse doesn't work in Australia because we have a different mentality down there. You punch the guy in the face, he punched you in the face, you both get thrown out, then you go to the next door bar and both buy each other a drink. Mm -hmm. And that's how it used to work. Uh, yes, there. I've had Aussies in the bar. That's exactly how it works. That's how we fight. It's in, fucked they, up. They come in together, like arms around each other. And you go, What are you guys doing? They're like, We just got in a fight. And they go, I don't <laughs> we just made up. Let's go. And then, like, like, it doesn't matter what you pour them, they always want a darker lager. Right, like just <laughs> come on, this is weak. You know what? That's the way the world should be. You know, don't escalate. Just buy each other a pint and just work your problems. If out. there's anything we've learned from this movie, Kevin, it's this: be nice <laughs> until it's time not to be nice. Exactly. Yeah. And they go, "How will you know that?" Oh, you'll know. You will. And that we know always... Star Wars advice. We know, like Luke, I am your father. That's not true. Search your feelings. You'll see that it's true. That's how I feel about Rhoda. You know what I mean? Just look within. You'll know when it's not nice. Listen, this movie has given us more quotes and memes and scenes that have been repeated and just 
isms of our pop culture in the last 30, probably more than it real than, than people realize, you know, how much we owe to it. Like we didn't think Patrick Swayze was a badass, but after this movie, we thought he was a badass. Then when he went to do ghost, we thought he was showing his sensitive side. And after that, he was in the stratosphere. He was a star forever until his did the guy did the guy who played the son actually get any more movie roles because his entire reel pretty much is, consists of i used to fuck guys like you in prison oh and that's his entire I mean, shit. that's all he I'm, needs that's i'm gonna get a shirt that just says that yeah why not and, just wear that know, on stage next time if that's all this real i'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say he was not in a lot of movies after this probably I, I mean, I, you know important. what i bet you there was a whole there was a whole line uh in this movie, you know, a lot of that probably ended up on the editing floor about their relationship. So I'm sure that he feels like his, like, well, you know, if you saw the whole film, you'd see my guy was actually a very sensitive character, very gentle man. But then, you know, went to prison. Uh, guys in prison. Alluding, I mean, that's the only line they this... kept the prison line. They didn't talk about my pigeons. <laughs> are, are you alluding to this? That this is possibly the uh, the Shawshank Roadhouse is the director's cut of this movie. Is that what you're it's trying to possible. say? It's, a, it's, it's possible. It's a story it's, about hope and love. Is that what it is? Right. About the end it's kind of the like in the Stephen King, like multiverse. You know, like you know, Red, <laughs> it does have Red is vibe. based on Sam Elliott, and you know, Tim Robbins is <laughs> Tim Robbins. So you don't need to dive any further. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it goes without saying that we all recommend Roadhouse. I think it's a, a very fun. Yeah. 100%. phenomenal 80s flick you know I mean, you gotta a, take it oh. with a grain of salt you know because movies aren't made like that anymore there's no need to look at the checklist of uh well, gratuitous violence check tits check some drugs check you know uh bigfoot check this movie's gonna be a hit <laughs> fantastic like that was the list <laughs> no it was tom, I, tom cruise I, wishes he could make this movie Yes. Yeah, he made cocktail yes. instead, and it was just more of the bartending Ooh. aspect. Oh, uh, you know, not I got so much. Yeah. <laughs> not so much any of the fighting. In fact, mm -hmm. it didn't really work out, which will probably be popping up on the podcast. But yeah, do you guys have anything you want to plug or promote while you're on here? Um, I've been pushing my uh, my new web show, G'day from LA. Um, that's where we're at on Instagram. G'day three A's. It's a big G'day from when you that's usually how we meet each other when we haven't seen each other for a long time in australia so g'day from la is where you'll find my stuff and we have a nice little fun show on there called are you my vegemite where we torture american <laughs> comedians with vegemite um we just oh, did max and last week so yeah it was it's been fun that's what i've been doing there you go that's amazing all right well for me you can find me at ctacomedy.com um my name is C.T. Adams, not C.T.A. Comedy, but, you know, just in CTA. case you want to find me. There I am. Find me on Instagram <laughs> at C.T.A. Comedy. That's where I'm usually at. Um, that's the only place to find me. I don't have a Twitter or anything like that. I want to keep it real. Keeping it real. All right. I just want to say thank you so much for having me on this podcast, Kevin. It's been a pleasure yes. every time. Okay. This was my birthday week. Honestly, like it was my birthday yesterday. And hey, actually, happy like, birthday. This is the best gift I could ever receive was like, Will you come on and talk about Roadhouse for a little bit? <laughs> and that's oh me. I, did, and I had no like idea. My whole life, like oh, I got that shit on lock. I've been waiting my whole life for this, son. I was, was like, <laughs> I'm ready to go eight mile. I had no I idea. Been, I hadn't been to bar fight in 15 months. This gave me closure on some of my stuff. So this months, was nice. Yeah, yeah I, I love it, Dan. I love it. <laughs> Thanks right so much for being on, guys. This was amazing, and I will definitely have you guys back soon. Thank sure. you. Cheers, Mike.